Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Liverpool Echoes Blood Red channel for the post-game podcast with me, Patrick Smith, as we react to Liverpool's 2-1 win away to West Ham. A huge win for the Reds. That's three on the bounce now and five unbeaten thanks to Cody Gakpo's long ranger and Joel Matip's bullet header. Just six points off the top four now. Can Liverpool even sneak into a Champions League spot? Also, as I'm sure you've all just witnessed, to reassure Mr Joe and Carlton Cole of BT Sports, there is no way it's a penalty against Thiago, with the rules clearly stating that using your arm to break a fall doesn't count as handball. Something I just wanted to make clear. Anyway, that's enough of me taking digs at upset West Ham fans. Let's bring you the reaction you're here for. As usual, the Liverpool Echoes LFC correspondent Paul Gorst from the far reaches of the West Ham press box, Jürgen Klotz press conference, and brilliant fan reaction as ever from Mike Holt and Mark Baker. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool moved up to sixth in the Premier League to have a 2-1 win here against West Ham United this evening. Um, Lucas Paqueta fired the host into a lead after around about 12 minutes after a lovely 1-2 with Mikel Antonio. But uh, Liverpool, unlike perhaps at earlier junctures in this season, have refused to buckle and uh, showed some character and consistency that's been uh, quite the uh, story of recent weeks, in all honesty, Liverpool now five games unbeaten. Uh, they've responded with an equaliser from Cody Gakpo uh, in the first half, around about six minutes after the opener. And Joel Matip, who was in the team for Ibrahim Akanate, headed in the, uh, the winning goal in the second half. It means Liverpool are now unbeaten in five, as I say, and it's uh, three successive victories for a team that hasn't really changed a whole lot, in, um, in all honesty, Jürgen Klopp. Named pretty much the same starting eleven that he has for the last three games. Only Joel Matip came in for Ibrahim Akanate. We understand that his injury isn't anything too serious. With Klopp preferring just to keep him out of the final line ahead of Sunday's uh, huge game at Spurs in the race for the European places. Uh, Liverpool up to six now. Uh, Aston Villa ahead of them, but they'll be looking at fixtures on Thursday night. Perhaps keeping one eye uh, perhaps on the uh, top four places, uh, Newcastle United at Everton and Manchester United at Spurs. A uh, couple of big games there that Liverpool will should be certainly looking at, but uh, at the moment they're just looking to finish with a flourish and um, come through a difficult season with a strong finish. Jürgen Klopp has called this something of a platform for the uh, rest of this season, the summer and then into next season and uh, Liverpool are certainly putting together one of the most consistent runs of the season. It's uh, the second best sequence of results that they've had all season at the moment. Uh, aside from a um, five-game unbeaten run in mid-February through early March when they won four of the five. At the moment, they've won three of the last five and look to host uh, the league at Spurs at Anfield on Sunday afternoon, uh, who were fresh from a 6-1 hammering at Newcastle on Sunday themselves. And the interim manager has been sacked. A little bit of a peculiar situation going on with Spurs at the moment, and that'll be something that Liverpool will look to take full advantage of when they host them on Sunday afternoon. Other than that, it was a difficult game for Liverpool, one that really showed the character and the consistency of recent weeks as a saber. 
nothing really in the way of uh, elite level quality. Uh, Diogo Jota perhaps should have scored in the first half. He could have had a couple added to his tally in recent weeks. But uh, other than that, there wasn't too many chances for Liverpool to write home about. They've won it again with another set piece, just like they did against Nottingham Forest on Saturday. And that is a very potent weapon for Jürgen Klopp at the moment. Uh, certainly done the business in the last couple of games as they picked up six points at home to Forest. And here at West Ham this evening, it's finished. West Ham United 1, Liverpool 2. Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Sam. Good everyone. You want to go first? Sam, come on. I liked the performance a lot. Big parts of it, first half, I think we were exceptional. Um, yes, control the game from the Beginning pretty much made one mistake and bam, won it down. Great goal, have to say. What, what a screamer! Um, but stayed calm, kept playing, scored our our screamer as well, uh, and controlled the game. Not one hundred percent sure, but felt like around about eighty percent possession. Really, and it's difficult. We all know. I think the crowd was waiting for a lot of challenges, and we played around that. Um, and second half liked as well, so we, we, we had to really dig in deep then because um, of the physicality of um, West Ham. They always have a chance to come back as long as you don't kill the game, um, and we didn't. Um, had massive chances after set pieces, I have no clue how we didn't take them. From my perspective, I didn't understand it, but scored then a wonderful goal from a set piece. Um, yeah, they scored a goal um, which was offside, I didn't see it back. I heard now about the, 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 the handball. Yeah, I um, we were on the, other, on the other side of that. I thought he just fell um, on the ball, but um, I can understand that Moisey sees it probably completely different. Um, but in the end, if you look at the game, I think we are the deserved winner, and that's um, for me very important. If you get a point, I'm still happy with the game, not with the result. Now I'm happy with both. Yeah, Curtis had a super difficult season this year, so it started with a freakish injury. Um, happens to young boys, but he's actually he was on the edge of being not that young anymore to get these kind of things. Um, so we had to deal with him super carefully. He was out for a long time, then we could start training again, but only a session here, then recovery again, a session there, so you cannot build up anything. From the moment on when he was allowed to train properly again, it was looked step by step really good. And since he is uh, fully fit and match ready, he plays now and he's doing really well, to be honest. So he set the tone again today with the first counter-pressing situation. Super important that he's a good footballer, we all knew. Um, that he has to improve, we knew as well, he knows. Um, but he's in a really good moment. In a really good moment, super helpful. Helpful. This team is, is set up now um, for their defending readiness, for their defensive readiness. Let me say it like that. There's a ticket into the team. That doesn't mean the other boys don't do that, but the, these guys now they they do it like 
you want, like animals. It's really, I like that, how we chase the ball again and these kind of things. On top of that, then we are able to play, obviously, um, quite good football, and, um, and Curtis is involved in that as well. Absolutely. Jürgen, that's Three league, wins, three league wins in a row, first time this season. Yeah. Two away wins in there as well. What do you think has been the biggest factor in helping you get on this run? Our defending, definitely. We defend completely different. We and, and I don't mean now. Um, um, uh, no, in general, yeah, it's that uh, it's the defending. In general, the readiness to defend. I saw again plenty of situations where so the. Biggest chance in the first half um, West Ham had when Verge sorts it on a, on a far post, like confused <laughs> whoever, I don't know who was there from. But it looked like a goal. And we, we don't win the ball in a 3v1 situation at the sideline. I love the situation anyway. I love it. Yes, we have to win the ball there, but I love that we were there. And we tried, I saw we tried the most genius moment, but or unlucky for, for us to get through. But I love the situation anyway. Um, and there we were lucky, maybe the only real time in, in, the, in the game, or, or watched it just particularly well. So, um, apart from that, it's the defending. On top of that, we can, how is that? We can play football. When you have stability in, in, the, in the game, means when not each piece of possession your opponent has ends up in a shot or a cross or a dangerous situation in your box, then you can build step by step confidence in um, during the game and that's what I saw today that by, was the, by far the best reaction on a setback we had this season we were one down and usually this season looked like that's it um, pretty much and today, today I couldn't see a difference not body language wise all was all good yes we need to score then but as I said I would have liked the game as well if we draw I think if we lose, that would have been super unfair. Um, but if you draw, I like the game, not the result so much. But now we won it, and um, that makes it the perfect night for us. Yeah, and, uh, John Henry was in the stand tonight. He was aware that he was going to be out for the game, and he wanted to hold talks with Mali as well. No, I had talk last night. We spoke already. He was last night in the hotel. We had already talks. A talk. Did you expect him over? I knew that he would come here. Yeah. yeah. And just on Canarsie, how close was it today? Ibu. Uh, could have played, he's not injured, but he had in the last two or three weeks, he always had to um, um, rest when like two days, one day, then half a session, stuff like this. And that's now, I thought, now we have to make sure that he can recover properly, um, that he didn't doesn't get injured. And so that's why we left him completely at home. Um, and that's it pretty much. The chance that you talked about West Ham, where Van Dijk played it. I mean, that, that comes from them having a lot of space on the left. Is that just something that you're having to accept when? When you, when you, when you, when you play completely ball-orientated, you cannot. You're saying that they had, when you play, had Alexander Arnold playing that. that no, that was not. That had nothing to do with the role of Trent. You're having to maybe because of he's giving you so much. No. In, in the ball. Sorry, we had in a challenge, so we just don't win the ball. That means if you move to the ball side, that's a risk you take. You should win the ball then. We didn't. Three, we won. We don't win the ball. They get through, and then the other side is open. That's true. And there's no, it's nothing to do with Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm not, I'm not being him just saying because he's giving you so much on in possession. 
No, you give me so much in percent, it's great, but in this situation it has nothing to do with transposition. We have to win the ball on that in that moment. But we don't. And that means is it too complicated? When I say it, I have nothing to do with trend. So we go to the ball side, we take all the risk here, wanna win the ball there, they get out, and yes. And then you have a problem on the other side. And that's what we had in that moment. It had nothing to do with transposition. He was good. Let me say then the start and the question was not so cool, but um, apart from he was really good. <laughs> I'm fine, but just it was not. I don't. I don't know exactly what trend was, but the problem in that situation is, it's not even a problem. We should win the ball. If we win the ball there, we can go from there. All fine, and that's a completely different moment. But we don't. Three v one. We don't win the ball. That should not happen, but can happen. I was pleased with the fact that we had three players there. To be honest, and everybody wanted it. And then, still, Premier League players can get out there. We have a lot. A lot of people asked. I apologize. I can't get answer. I've done that, and I'll give you the last one. Sorry. I can't see the race yet. I can't. So that's uh, because we are not in a position for a race. We are. Um, we, so the only thing we can do is winning football games. It, if that puts pressure on other teams, that's not in our hands because we don't play them. We play Tottenham. That's it from that area, I think, at least or from teams above us. So um, if they win all their games. That's it for us. We, we, that was it. But I'm not. I'm really not. I don't think about that. I want us to finish the season as good as somehow possible. I want to take something out of that season for next year. If that is a European competition, great. Um, if not, we have to accept it as well um, and go from there. And that's what I want now. I want us to, for at least for a few weeks show our real face and not. The nice one, the ugly one, the nice one, the ugly one, the nice one. That, that, that's really, it's really tough to do that. And um, so now we did it for kind of uh, three games, three and a half. Second half against Arsenal was brilliant as well. So um, in, a, in an all in a different way, um, tonight the first half I liked the most for a long, long time. Like the, the way we controlled the game. We played here plenty of times. It's always tough. Result-wise, it looked better from time to time. But the goals we scored were then counter-attack, stuff like that, quick reacting, all these kind of things. Tonight, we controlled the game in a way we never did before against West Ham, and I really like that. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Mike Holt from Go On The Match podcast with my review on West Ham United 1, Liverpool 2. Sees the Reds jump into sixth spot um, alongside Spurs and points, who obviously we have at the weekend. But um, I think we got away with one slightly there. Um, not to say that we didn't play well. You know, we, we, we played well for periods of the game. Um, we obviously go 1-0 down with Paqueta's goal. Um at first, I thought Allison maybe could have done a little bit more, but then you look at the goal back and you think Henderson was a little bit passive, Fabino was a bit passive, and they just, it was very easy, a very easy goal to concede. Um, but obviously, we sort, we sort of come back fighting straight away, which is really nice to see. It's really encouraging. Gakpo with a great strike. Um, looked about 20, 25 yards out. Um and obviously, big Joel Matip coming up with the winner. Um, big bullet header from big Joel, who I actually thought 
had an all-round really good game. You know, he's had the last few games that he has played in. Um, I think he's been quite poor, but he, he looked really good there today. Um, maybe it's benefited him having a rest and coming out of the side for a bit. Um, but yeah, jumps jumps us into sixth place. Um, I think we're, what, six points off Newcastle. Um, obviously played a game more than them. Um United have played, we've played two more games United, six points behind them. So it's just nice that we've put this run together. We're still winning. It's a hard place to go, West Ham. Um, I thought they looked really good in the first half. Um, they looked up for it. I think their energy sort of gave way in the second half. You know, they've had this run in Europe. Um, when we had that little mini break last last week, we had no game. So I think that benefited us a bit. Us a bit. Um you know, the penalty incident at the end, it's one of them. If it was against us, you'd be annoyed. Um, but, yeah, it, it can go either way, can't it? I can understand why West Ham were disappointed with the decision. Um, in terms of performances, um, I was, well, we'll start with the starting lineup. I was really surprised you went with the same team. I thought you would change up a little bit. Um, obviously, a Canati was a forced change, but... Henderson just looked goosed, you know, asking that lad to play four or five games on the trot. I actually felt a bit sorry for him. Um, Curtis Jones didn't really impress me that much. Um, I'm starting to now think, you know, if, if we have the Thursday night Europa League, you know, that that's the games he plays in, fair enough. But everyone wants a local lad to do well. And I just, I don't feel like he's aggressive enough. I don't feel like he can stamp his authority on a game much. Um, he disappointed me a little bit. I thought Fabinho was good. Lucky not to get a yellow card to get to get suspended for the Spurs game. Um, Van Dijk looked a bit shaky again defensively. One on one situations, thought he looked a bit suspect. Um, Trent looked really good. Really impressed by Trent. You know, that new role really suits him down to the ground. New lease of life in there. Um, Gakpo I was impressed with. You know, you can see why he signed him playing that false nine position, getting the ball on the half turn. Really impressed with him. Salah was kind of not in the game. I almost think he's maybe not in the game because Trent's not playing as that wing back and he's not getting as much space. Um, but it was nice to see some substitutions. Luis Diaz coming on, he looked really, really lively. Um, and then, you know, I, I can't wait for him to really start a game. Maybe the next game he starts because um, he looked really lively when he came on. Three massive points again as we hopefully can push for top four. Just got to keep going. We've just got to keep going. Newcastle play Everton tomorrow. Does feel like that's a bit of a sus a, 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 um, a nailed on three points for Newcastle the way that the Blues have been going. But they'll be up for it to quarter quarter to eight kickoff there. They, they need to win, especially with Forest winning there tonight. Um, so you never know what might happen there. Obviously, we play Spurs at the weekend. So, you know, it's all to play for. All to play for at the moment. United have got injuries. They've got some hard fixtures. We just got to do our own job, and to be fair to the Reds, they're doing it. Important result for Liverpool at West Ham to keep a run of form going and to give them that outside chance of potentially capitalising if any of the teams above them were to miraculously slip up in the closing weeks. And all Liverpool can do, I suppose, is win their games, and it's looked very unlikely throughout the season that Liverpool were capable of putting on a run which... I don't know what it would be, actually, if they were to win all the games. It would have been like nine straight wins towards the end of the season if they were managed to do it. And even then, you would think that 
it'd still be very difficult because the points differential to finish in the Champions League spaces. But it has kept that slight hope alive. And the way that Liverpool have been able to obtain the results of late has been through the change of system that they've implemented that we've talked about over recent weeks, which is the 3-4-3 box midfield in possession. And then obviously returning to that system out of position when the ball is quickly transitioned over. Liverpool go into counter-pressing mode. That shape's really helped them put pressure on the ball. And of course, if there's no pressure on the ball and Liverpool in a rest defence, they then adhere to their previous 4-3-3 system. But it has been a massive, massive positive for Liverpool being able to change to this 3-4-3 system. And all of the games of late, apart from... Nottingham Forest in the second half where they weren't able to manage direct attacks have seen Liverpool really really revolutionised from this season's performances in terms of being able to sustain attacks, sustain pressure in the opposition's half and also to be able to win the ball back early which I suppose goes hand in hand with, with um, that level of domination in the final third of the or the defensive third of the opposition and a lot's been said this season that Liverpool have got age in midfield legs, that they weren't capable of getting around the pitch, that they were past the physical prime, all of which could be true. There's no question about that. But I'd always maintained that if Liverpool were to able to get a, a system which allowed them to put pressure on the ball and cover smaller distances, then their players would return to a level which would allow them to be competitive and hopefully dominate the majority of the games they play in. Because, like I've mentioned a, a, a few times, Fabinho, Thiago, for example, Jordan Henderson now in his current incarnation, not great in terms of managing bigger distances, haven't got fantastic athleticism in Thiago and Fabinho's case, that's never been the case. Jordan Henderson's obviously had a decline in that. But if you put, especially Fabinho and Thiago, in smaller distances, being able to read the game with their intelligence, being able to step in, prevent counter-attacks when the team is structured, organised and able to apply early pressure to the ball and having players in close proximity from the Liverpool side to be able to support, cover and balance and, and apply pressure, then these players are still the same players that they've always been in terms of their fantastic intelligence to be able to read the game. And you can see that with Fabinho stepping in so often in recent games to be able to win the possession win possession higher up on the field of play and all of a sudden he doesn't look like he's treading in treacle for the most time because he's having to cover distances which are just far too big because of Liverpool's disorganisation and like mentioned last time this is because Trent Alexander-Arnold has rotated into midfield which allows another player to be higher on the field of play Liverpool to exert more pressure earlier in the opposition's build up and steal the ball back so that has brought a level of suffocation to teams who are looking to play along the floor and build up through their defensive third. And Liverpool have been able to take advantage of that by stealing the ball back and gaining territory. Then with the ball, Liverpool have players who are capable of managing the ball in them tighter areas and then tighter spaces and being a lot more considered with their build-up play, not going too early, too quickly, trying to go to uh, spring too many direct attacks apart from Nottingham Forest in the second half and that has meant that it's had a nice balance between Liverpool being able to win the ball back and then also when they're able to obtain the ball 
then they are able to keep it in the higher areas, circulate the ball, sustain attacks, and have a level of chance creation in the final third, which has allowed them to be on the right side of the results, such as the volume of opportunities they've been able to create. And that was always something that was fantastic in Liverpool's great run over recent years, when you think about some of the players they've had in that final third, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, all fantastic players in terms of being able to receive the ball in the final third, maintain possession of the ball, even in congested area for areas with pressure from multiple sides, and really giving Liverpool that sustainability and the platform to be able to attack and be able to consolidate attacks because they've got the level of technique in that final third that allows them to protect the ball in that area. And also, without the ball, we all know how brilliantly coordinated they were in terms of the pressure they were able to apply. Now, if you look at Liverpool, Liverpool are just trying to do this as a collective at this moment in time because they've still got players who are getting used to the new system, used to the new roles, out of possession. But because that level of organisation has improved with the position of the players, that has meant that there's less distance to cover. It means that they're in closer proximity and Liverpool are getting much more joy which has been an important factor. And when you look at how Liverpool are setting up at this moment in time, I think one of the underrated players in this recent run has been Curtis Jones because with playing that four-man box in midfield, what you need is you need the two higher players, which in this case have been Henderson and Curtis Jones, to be able to be comfortable accepting the ball under pressure, manipulate the ball in tight spaces and getting really good areas to play between the lines and pick up half spaces. And that's Curtis Jones's game. He's fantastic at maintaining the ball, a good progression of the ball, fantastic technically, and can circulate it well. The next stage for him will be, can he affect the final third? But there's no question for me, he's always been a super talent. And I think in this system, finding this position for him, higher on the left of that box midfield, has really aided Liverpool, because they've found a player who's comfortable playing in the higher area. Not so much, I could say, for Henderson, who I've mentioned, playing beyond the ball at this moment in time in his career, and all his career, really, has never been his forte. And I do think that Liverpool will improve when they personnel change in that area. I mean, you look at the team at this moment in time, and I think one of the big things when I look at Curtis Jones and one of the reasons why it's worked pretty well on that left-hand side is Robertson's been forced to play a more disciplined role, mainly as part of a back three in the build-up. And that's meant that the wide player or the wide attacker, for example, for Liverpool, drops slightly deeper to be able to receive the ball. And Curtis Jones can then operate in the half space or himself drop down the line of the ball as well in that wider area. And that's much more suited to him to have that level of protection behind him rather than in that 4-3-3 system where it was a it was a difficult stylistic fit for Jones to be one of a three-man midfield when he's played as a number 10 or high left-sided player for the majority of his youth team career. In this system, with Fabinho and another midfield player in Alexander-Arnold being able to be almost double protection in there, it allows him to operate in them higher areas and be more comfortable in replicating the movement patterns he's probably had throughout his career, really. And then you look at the other side, because obviously Thiago's fit now, and I think it'll be massive for Liverpool to get Thiago back in the side. I mean, no one can doubt what a fantastic player he is. But what you would say is he's probably not naturally suited to play in one of them higher midfield positions of the four on the inside right position, just as Henderson isn't. But I actually think it could benefit Liverpool because when you've got a Thiago, 
he is accustomed or his inclination is to come towards the ball, which means that he could drop into that right half space in the deeper area when Liverpool are in the build-up or have possession. And then that would enable Salah to, to play higher because one of the, the, the main issues that I've had really about the system and the only real negative is, is I just worry about some of the positions Salah is picking up the ball on the right-hand side literally a little bit deep when you want him always in that sort of fixed position in between centre-half and full-back a little bit higher. And I think that will be sort of the next change in the system personnel-wise, which would really help Liverpool because then you'd have Thiago, elite technical player, and obviously in the deeper phase build-up, that's where he excels. And you could drop him in there and almost flip them positions at this moment in time than Henderson playing that higher role, which I just don't think works at this in this particular stage in his career or for the majority of his career really because he's just not a player who's ever really been comfortable in playing ahead of the ball he's always been a player who's more comfortable seeing the game in front of him so little tweaks could be made but it, it is really positive for Liverpool the fact that they're able to now have that level of domination in games and that's come first of all without a possession how they can win it but then secondly of all how they've been more more considered in the way they're building up and the different passing angles that they've had that the system has allowed them. Now, when you look at that final third today and how the game ended with Luis Diaz, I know Gak Cody Gakpo went off towards the end, Salah as well, on that right-hand side. When you think about them three players, one thing you would say is really excellent players in terms of maintaining position in, possession in the final third under pressure, receiving the ball at different heights, different angles. Gakpo's receiving skills are fantastic, the way he can pivot out of pressure using an inside outside hook or even a drag back with the soles of his boots and then you'd add Curtis Jones in there as your other higher player who's again probably his biggest strength is manipulating the ball under pressure it, it really bodes well for Liverpool to have these kind of technical players within that area because ultimately when you're playing in the opposition's half the sinking deeper because you've got that territorial dominance you're then going to have to have players who can move the ball quickly interchange in terms of combinations technically and that is why I'm so, I think Curtis Jones has been a big factor in being able to maintain the ball. Gakpo as well, obviously dropping down the line of the ball with his receiving skills. And Luis Diaz will be massive in that because he is a great platform to play off. Luis Diaz really valuable, can take the ball at different heights, different angles, maintain possession and allow Liverpool to build attacks and sustain attacks really so they're the things that I took out from today's game another really impressive performance a dominant performance from Liverpool that we haven't seen throughout the season unfortunately it seems like they've found a formula that may just be too late in the season you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel